Hi everyone, this is Joyce Strong, Rock Bottom Syndicate, and I'm here today with part two of my three-part interview with Jody Marchand discussing a very important subject on domestic violence. I would like, if you are willing, to hear a little bit about Olivia. Mm. Of course I'm willing. <laughs> you know, I, my husband had children from his previous marriage. Mm -hmm. When I met my husband, they were like age three and five. Mm -hmm. So he never wanted more kids. And at a young age, I was all about, you know, getting some high paying job and didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you're 19 or 20, you're not seeing yourself 10 years. But anyway, so it was completely accidental that I got pregnant. Uh -huh. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. Yeah. And, um, and actually, he was okay. I was so scared to tell him. Wow. I can't even begin to tell you I'm afraid. And he said, okay, because he, his kids were babies when he got divorced. His wife said, I want out. Yeah. Now I know why. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so he was okay, which I was shocked. And, and so the, the thing that was crazy is that his daughter, who was, there was, gonna, there was a 20-year difference. Mm -hmm. So she was not happy at all. A 20-year difference with? My stepdaughter was 20 years old when I had Olivia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Olivia was the joy of my life. Thankfully, I was a loan officer, so I could work from home. Yeah. So she was in daycare three days a week. Yeah. And half the time, my mother was a teacher aide. Mostly every day, she would go to, uh, I would get her there late, and then I would, my mother would pick her up at 2 o'clock. Yeah. So um, she wasn't a daycare very often, you know, for long periods at a time. Yeah. But um, so I was very fortunate that my mom and dad was the first grandchild and they very often would would get her. And my mother would sit with her for hours playing Barbie, which I can honestly say I did not do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's certain things I remember that was so funny, you know, at each age, you think a kid get any cuter. And, you know, I'll always remember when she was in the back seat in the, you know, when she was little. Um, and I was on the phone because as a loan officer, you know, you just seems like you're constantly on the phone talking to clients or what have you. And, and she was in the back and something happened. And, and I, I, I forget, another car did something and, and she said, that, that person sucks, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh my God, you couldn't help but laugh and think, oh my gosh, I guess I better be careful of the yeah. words I'm using. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, but I, uh, you know, I, and thankfully my parents, my mother would play with her. So I'd pick, go to pick up my daughter and she did not want to go home. Mm -hmm. It was so funny because, you know, my husband barely, I mean, my husband obviously had an oil company, so he worked crazy hours sometimes. So I was fortunate that my mother took care of her. Um, so... As she grew up, she was involved in various things, cheerleading, then it became volleyball. And I just wanted her to always be involved in school activities because I thought she would turn out to be uh, not, not getting into trouble as I was. I mm -hmm. thought I'd see it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. But we had our, we had our year of 
dramatic uh, things that I found out about my daughter. And so she was, one time she was grounded for like a month and I wouldn't let her have her cell phone. And I mean, it was, anyway, however, and I believe that uh, this boyfriend was uh, affecting her life and, and he was a year older, so he went off to school. Mm -hmm. And my child was back and she was, blossoming. This kid was highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. Her report cards were always very, very good grades. However, I was the type to look at the comments mm -hmm. and, and say that that instructor said you could try a little harder, yeah. even though she got an A minus or a B plus. And that's, you know, I was that way. But she was extremely independent, um, extremely intelligent. And from what I find out, from what I have found out from other students um, is very, uh, very friendly. And, and one story I heard was that there was a kid new, uh, that was in her class that maybe was new or something. And she actually, you know, went and introduced herself. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's this kid. I mean, I knew she was a good person. Mm -hmm. It's my child. But <laughs> these stories I heard later, I was like, wow. She really was a good person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, uh, you know, so I, as I said, she, she applied to these schools. She did to these colleges. She did all the work. All I did was hand her a check mm -hmm. and she did her essay. She was accepted to Northeastern to, um, all these schools that are difficult to get into. UMass Amherst put her on a on a we'll see list, so mm -hmm. to speak. And I said, figures, the one I could maybe afford. <laughs> but she really, really wanted to use University of Vermont. She was very into nature. Yeah. Uh, I think she would have ended up in some sort of environmental career. All I know is it costs a lot of money to go to University of Vermont. And when I brought her, there was like this unexpected spring, early spring day. Mm -hmm. And it was just gorgeous there. Yeah. And I said, I want to go here. No kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is beautiful. And so she yeah. really wanted to go. In fact, we were due to go there for a parent conference or whatever you want to call it, where the students and their parent parents come to visit. Yeah. We were due to go there the following week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was hoping she wouldn't like it because it would be very snowy and cold. <laughs> and honestly, I think my husband knew he had lost control about that because he didn't... He didn't want to spend that kind of money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on a on a college. He didn't believe in that. Yeah. So he he just it's their way or the highway. Yeah, yeah. She sounds like an amazing young woman. I and, believe so, yeah. and, and and it's I know so. Mm -hmm. I know so, and and just from stories I've heard, and uh, just you know, she she was. Honest to a T, I, mm -hmm. that I appreciated that about her. Um, I found something in her bedroom once that, at the time, wasn't legal mm -hmm. marijuana, and I always said I would try to talk with her without, you know, being totally out of control. And and I said, "Oh my gosh, is this? This is I found this in your bedroom. Is this yours?" And she said, "Yes, it is." And I. Looking back, I'm like, she had the honesty to tell me, even though she knew I was, like, <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> but, 
but I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of great things that, yeah. and, and so now I live with, first of all, the guilt that I did not run out the door. I went to change out of my pajamas. Yeah. I live with that every day. You thought you had time. Maybe had I run out the door, he would have just killed himself and she would still be here. Yeah. I live with that every day. She told me once she didn't care if we left. She, at, you know, early, early on, of course, she adores her father. Mm -hmm. um, she, I will tell you this quick story if that's okay, yeah. if we have time. Sure. She was, say, around 10 years old. We were at a friend's, uh, their son had graduated from high school, I believe. And they were having a cookout, and my husband had had too much to drink, and I wanted to drive home. Mm -hmm. And heaven forbid, he would let me have the say on, or, on whether I was driving home. He was driving home. Mm -hmm. Again, control. Mm -hmm. And I was so angry that we got in the car, my husband was driving, my daughter was in the middle, and I was you know, by the window, and I was, we had a pickup truck, and, and I was so angry, I couldn't even speak. That's how angry I was. So he knew I was angry when we got in the car, and he said, oh, you're angry now? And he stepped on the gas, and he turned to go left towards our home, and he stepped on the gas. So as we're turning, the car is literally skidding off of the road, and there was a person there who had a big rock in the front of their yard, mm -hmm. and it hit the rock, and it oh, went wow. over sideways. Oh yeah. my gosh. Ten-year-old daughter. Yeah. So I remember him jumping out the driver's side door, and I crawled out my side and got her out. Thankfully, she was in the middle. And I'm trying not to, I'm trying to stay calm because my daughter was there, but I just lost control. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm, that's it. I'm getting a divorce. I can't take it. I can't take it. And she said, Mommy, it was an accident. And I remember watching him be, test, you know, they do the whole legal whatever to decide if they've had too much to drink. And I saw him doing that walk mm -hmm. to see. And I thought, thank goodness he's going to be arrested and I can be home without him tonight. Mm -hmm. Did he get arrested? And he knew um, someone in the police force, and he was let go. Oh, my God. Imagine. I mean, this is, we're talking probably, what, um, 20 years ago or something, so, or close to it. Mm -hmm. So maybe today that wouldn't have happened, mm -hmm. but that's what happened. Oh, my gosh. And I still, and I, to this day, I cannot believe I stayed but I think I thought he finally gets it. Mm -hmm. He finally gets it. And you think it will change. Yeah. And life goes on. And, and, and I knew she wouldn't, it, it would hurt her. I don't know. We are, it's a cycle. And, and very often um, they're horrible. And then they're really amazing and, and promise you everything and say how sorry they are and promise you the world and say all the things they know you want to hear. And yeah. so you think it's going to change. The hearts and flowers. Everything. Yeah. And then it goes right back to it. So yeah. it's a cycle, but you believe they finally get it. 
I, it's hard for me to even imagine the, uh, not hard for it, but uh, it's just so profound, the degree of um, control he had for you to even get in the vehicle with your child. I know. Again, yeah. looking back, I, I can tell you so House. many stories yeah. of looking back thinking, I can't believe I, I did this, or I can't believe I didn't break up with him then. I mean, there's a million. Yeah. And so I, that's why I live with guilt forever. Um, why guilt, though? It's because not- I didn't run out the door this time or that time. or You know what I mean? There's so many times. But you're thinking with a logical brain looking back? When you're in that situation and your self-esteem is crushed, you don't, you're, you're not thinking in the same um, I, I guess. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I, although what I, I do think is that it's, a, it's an ongoing problem because if you grow up in it, yeah. you think it's normal. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my mother was not physically abused, but... I see things uh, where her confidence was shattered. Um, they, are, they will appear to everyone to be this amazing person. My husband was the fun guy. Mm-hmm. Never ever did anyone think he was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, my dad would help everyone, you know, but then come home and, and you know, be different to my mom. I mean. And so I grew up with that. Mm-hmm. So, and now my daughter grew up with that, and she had a boyfriend. One of her friends I met for lunch one day, say a couple years later, and he said, you know, there's stories I could tell you. And one, for instance, these kids would hang out at some pond yeah. in Westford. Yeah. And, and she was there fishing. So like her dad, she liked to go fishing because yeah. that's what he taught her. And she was there fishing, yeah. which surprised me as it was. But her friends showed up there, and they were like, Olivia, wow, it's so great to see you. We haven't seen you in so long. And they were so happy. And the next thing, her boyfriend pulled up on, like, his dirt bike or something. Mm-hmm. And she said, we'll see you later. Mm. That's why I must talk to anyone that will listen to my story Mm -hmm. because somehow the cycle needs to be broken, which is why I want to speak at schools. And I can adjust my story for certain age groups, obviously. Mm -hmm. It must be told and not, it's so common in our world. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that having it told at all levels is important because how to, uh, you know, a child can't break out, but uh, I know this um, conversation happened in our family with my granddaughter. I think my daughter, I, I actually haven't read this book, but uh, my daughter had a book that was uh, ha- having to do with your my bucket that fills my bucket or that. Oh, yeah, the bucket list. Yeah, I don't right? know. Well, I'm not sure the name of it, but it has to do with when you talk to me that way, oh, oh, oh. it makes my bucket full. Okay. And when you talk to me, you know, this way, like you hurt my feelings. So they gave language to young children. So that makes my bucket empty. My, so that my kids bucket can... of love or 
so they're trying to put into words how they're feeling okay and identifying great. so when you speak to me this way um, I just want to let you know that my, that just emptied my bucket. Okay, I have like heard a, of this now. These yeah, days. I don't know the name of the book, but it's a the, fantastic way. But of hearing, at yeah, and she at the time I think was four or five and able to grasp this this idea. And I thought that when you mentioned earlier in our conversation about um, maybe the child will challenge it. That's what she was being taught to do, how to, and that it's okay to. Yes, to, because. Yeah, we're all in stress, right? Life is, can be stressful. Sometimes Absolutely. I'll raise my voice. I don't mean to. or, And if I'm called on it or just like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Right. You know, and so right. being giving the tools at all levels. And then, of course, you know, in the high school level when, or even junior high school when kids are starting to get boyfriends oh. and girlfriends and um, in that dating relationship and how to, you know, help them navigate that? Well, um, yes, and, you know, let's face it, the kids, well, I mean, you know, you, you, kids have, I mean, I remember sixth grade, that was, everybody had a boyfriend. Sixth, seventh grade, they started. You know, it sure. starts yeah. already, and that's why I'm, you know, somehow these stories, they somehow it needs to be talked about mm -hmm. in these schools, because it's reality. Yeah, I'm wondering, if you could, it's so hard to do now, but if at some point, looking back at your life and all that's happened to you, could you imagine any place where an intervention could have helped you? Um, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe. I do uh, recall there was a couple of my friends uh, they, their husband and wife, my husband was away hunting one weekend and they, the, the gang was going out somewhere mm -hmm. to dinner or something and they invited me to go with them for a ride. And on the way home, they said, Jody, I have to say, I, there's, I have to say, I don't think Brian's very good to you or nice to you or whatever, you know, in other words, mm -hmm. we believe there's an issue going on. And I said, I know there is, you're absolutely right. They were like, please don't say anything. Well, by the time Sunday came around, I was so angry. Right or wrong, I said something. Mm -hmm. Well, he called this friend who, you know, the husband and said, you know, I'm going to be right down there. I can't believe you said it. And, you know, I'm going to be down there to, you know, beat you up or what, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, I lost that friendship. Wow. But... So, I mean, yes, intervention would be great, but the thing is, is that I don't, I don't know that people, like for instance, if I was complaining about him to my mother, that's how she lived. She was complaining about my dad all the time. You know what I mean? No mm -hmm. one really thought it was gonna go to the extreme that it did, mm -hmm. but um, intervention would be fantastic. Right? I mean, if you see your best friends in a bad relationship, uh, you know, if you see that your sister's got to get out, come up with a plan. I, I had heard a story where this woman's mom was afraid. And, and so her daughter said, get a bag ready. This is recommended to people very often. Have a bag ready. Mm -hmm. Save money. Put credit cards in it. You know, put whatever needs be in this bag so that if you if you can run out the door 
-hmm. You've got this bag. Mm -hmm. And so she called her daughter one night and said, please pick me up. And she had her bag. Wow. So she had a plan ready. But that's if, you know, I was at a meeting this morning and there was a police officer there. It's a, it's Westford Coalition for Nonviolence. It was started after what happened to me. Um, and there was a police officer there talking about out of, a, they had 11 visits, whether it was in the last month, I don't remember, but 11 visits and one arrest. And I said, yes, those are the visits. Mm -hmm. these, this, these are people that have called 911. But if you have fear of calling 911, like, like I had fear. Right. I called because it was an automatic reaction. But I immediately hung up. So you have fear. Like, imagine what's really going on. Right, right. There's fear of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it seems to me that just hearing what you said, that one, that one intervention that ended up you losing the friendship over yes. wasn't enough. That this no. needs to be said, it needs to become the fabric of, like the Me Too movement. Right. It needs yes. to become our everyday discussion and and reminded, 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 so that people it becomes in some way, yeah, yes. not normalized. That it's you know this is normal, this is not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You know, there's talk through this committee I was on this morning. They're, they've put together some some booklets mm -hmm. to put in various places in the police station so that someone can take a look and say yes, I you know, this is me. Or there's ways like maybe to have a one page flyer and the person can take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. That way the flyer is not in their pocket mm -hmm. because they can't see, they, don't, they, can't, they don't want their abusive partner to know. Right. Um, one time a friend of mine, she was concerned about her daughter in a bad relationship and she, had me visit them or meet with them at a restaurant one night, but she didn't tell her daughter I was going to be there. Yeah. And I have a piece of paper about all the signs of abuse yeah. because it isn't just physical. And this piece of paper t gives particular examples. It talks about all the various signs. And, and I gave it to her. I told her my story and she brought it home and said to her boyfriend, you fall into every single category. Wow. Yeah. But it took her a while to get out. Wow. So sometimes just talking to someone is a good start. Yeah. That sounds scary to me, though, just unpacking that a little bit. Going to the boyfriend would have been something I wouldn't recommend that she go alone. Right. Well, to, that's where something right. bad could happen, you know. With well, the, I mean, yeah. I, I would have, I could. I would do things like that. I mean, my mother was shocked sometimes by the things I would say yeah. and get away with. Yeah. She said, I would never have said that. Yeah. And, but then uh, it starts to be turned around like it's your fault. Exactly. And it's, it's not, you and, know. And they don't remember the way it truly, really happened or yeah. what they actually said. They don't but believe you it. But you yelling at somebody, he's yelling at you, it doesn't give, you know, you're having an argument, but that doesn't give him the right to abuse you. Oh, yeah. of yeah. course. Yeah. Right. I mean, you should be able to have an argument. 
yeah and have discussion. it yeah be discussed or yeah. you know not to say some things won't be heated yeah. but you shouldn't have to worry that it's going to get out of control or that he's saying you know you're an idiot yeah for thinking that way or you're so stupid or you're so ugly or I mean yeah these are all what words. were um, the, the piece of paper that you talked about the signs what were some of those signs it talks about um, it talks about okay for instance it talks about if you're going out with friends who are you going with where are you going what are you doing when are you going to be back come you know all that mm -hmm. So That's your partner is asking you all these details for control purposes. for control yeah there there's physical uh, obviously there's uh, there's uh, I'm losing my there's money you know the control of the money mm -hmm. so that you know you may be in a it, it it literally goes from all income levels all types of relationships you know and and so you can be from a family that lives in you know this high income town and yet you have no access so that when you need to go buy groceries you have to ask him for money mm -hmm. your paycheck is handed over you know so and and when you ask for money you're only allowed a certain amount I know a story of a woman that had she had young children, and you were, he gave her like, you know, $40. Mm -hmm. So she had to ask her mother. To feed the children. For money, extra money wow. for the groceries. You know, wow. these are stories that I hear. Wow. Yeah. So those are some of the signs, the physical, the Physical, the, the emotional, yeah. emotional. Yeah. Uh, then there's sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's many, many pieces to that puzzle. Yeah. But it boils down to power and control yeah, is what it's about. Where do you think it starts for, for the person, the abuser? Where does it start? For them, like where? where that they became that way? Yeah. Well, again, I think if you grow up in it, um, that very often uh, it would happen because it's what you learn. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's stories my husband had told me that um, I thought he laughed and I laughed, but looking back, they're not funny, mm -hmm. you know, and... Like what? Well... From his childhood? I mean, there's a story he had said once about when he was a child and his dad and his uncles who brought his, their young kids, and he told the moms that he, his mom, that they, they were going out for ice cream. Mm -hmm. They were going to go to Skip's restaurant, which used to be in Chelmsford. It was like the ice cream place. Yeah. And then they decided, well, they were going to take off for the day and wherever he brought them, you know, me and the dads brought them wherever. And the, Brian remembers it as this really, really fun day. So imagine, of course, we didn't have cell phones. Mm -hmm. Imagine you think your, your kid and your husband's going out for ice cream and then you don't see them till maybe dinner time or something yeah. or, or maybe, you know, and, and my, my husband thought that was so funny. Mm -hmm. And so I, the way he described it, it seemed funny to me. Now yeah. looking back, I'm like, that's not funny. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. And so if you're growing up in it, it's what you're learning. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, that's what I, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. And, I, I, and as I said, I think it's, I know it's, it's so common. And when it says one in three women, mm-hmm. 
and but you you don't see it on TV talked about like you hear about you know other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, as I said, October Domestic Violence Month. Do you hear about that? No, not much. No. I mean, and there well, is, I speak at things, but yeah. But you're speaking to fairly small crowds, and we need to get you out there to be able to talk to larger numbers of people. And it get, is yeah. my mission. Yeah. Never will I have my daughter forgotten. And and as I said, this is a story that needs to get out there. So I thank you, because you're right. It needs to really get out there. Yeah. Hey everyone, thanks a lot for tuning in to um, our second episode with Jody Marshawn on uh, domestic violence. Um, this is Joyce Strong with Rock Bottom Syndicate. We have one more episode to complete the three-part series, so make sure you tune in and listen to all three.